Hey, it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And welcome to Take the Elevator, January 5th, 2022. Wow. Again, it's just so amazing. I'm going to stop saying that eventually, but right now <laughs> I'm just blown away that we're in 2022. Yeah. So here we are, season four. And as I was mini preparing for today's episode, I was thinking, wow, season four. What are we hoping for season four for the podcast? Do you have any intentions? Because we talked about, you know, setting intentions for this year. Actually, I do. Nice. <clears throat> so my intentions this season and moving forward is to make a sincere connection with some of our listeners and some of the audience. Uh, I want to figure out how to engage them more. I also want to figure out how to allow them to feel like they're more a part of the podcast. Um, not so that they can speak and have things to say, but just so that they can feel like their their voices are being heard and understood and and they know we understand them. Yeah. 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 I really, really like where you're going because one of the things I wrote down is getting out of our comfort zone. Because mm -hmm. if you're in your com comfort zone, you're not growing. Right. And so when you've done a podcast, it being season four, there are going to be some comfortable spots. I don't think you and I get really too nervous about being recorded. Um, I've gotten over not editing. That was a big control thing that I had to let go of, but I'm with you. So take the elevator. For those who don't know, we really focus on the word elevate in elevator. And so I just went back to our basics. And for me, it's to make something larger, right? To magnify or maximize what we're about what this podcast hopefully is doing for people um, to make something more substantial. Yeah. And if you hear this um, podcast and you walk away feeling better about yourself, better about the topics we had a conversation about and you feel elevated, then I, I, I feel better about the whole situation. And I feel like we've done our job. Yeah, absolutely. And so the word growing, right? That's what we want to do. And we're what, what's, what may be misunderstood is that some people think maybe that we're the experts on how to grow and how to elevate. But what this really is, is community um, and learning from each other, sharing what we're learning as we're trying to elevate as well. Right. And, I'm an expert on how to grow me. <laughs> right. Right. But as far as growing other people, not quite sure on yeah. how to do that. But I do feel good about when I feel like I'm growing and I feel like I'm making leaps and bounds, mm -hmm. which I can translate to you. And hopefully you can take some pointers here and there. And maybe the things you don't need, you just brush to brush to the side and yeah. keep on moving. Yeah, absolutely. So those are intentions for this year and ongoing, obviously. And I'm with you, Corey. I want to have more of a connection with our listeners. So, Again, out of our comfort zone are things like YouTube, things like live, things like being very intentional about what we're posting on social media to get some, you know, feedback, to get some dialogue going so we can share that and and grow and elevate with one another. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So um, I've got this really cool book. When we started Take the Elevator, it was a book called Would You Rather? So the book that I'm using now, same publisher, but now this is called Third 
3,000 questions about me. And the reason why we picked this for 2022 is because we have a tendency, people have a tendency at times to focus on everybody and everything else but themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we've been very intentional and diligent about saying that you are important. Your self-worth, your self-love, how you care about yourself is so critical to how you live your life. Yeah, I, I have to second that motion. And I'd also have to say this, you know, sometimes us as being the host and co-host of mm. the podcast, we forget that you don't know us as well as you possibly could and that some of you want to get to know us better. So it's important that we dive into some of these things so that you can feel like, oh, you know what? I feel like I kind of know them a little bit better now. Right, right. Absolutely. So in this book of 3000, I said, hey, here's something that's pretty smart. Pick 2022 because that's the year we're in, right? Mm. I kid you not. And Corey, this is the question for 2022 in this book. Do you have a favorite number? Any particular reason why you like that number? So I'm going to answer this. Because anyone who knows me, or if you don't know me, this this is a, a nugget for you. I am looking forward to this year, not just because it's a new year, but because it's 22. That has been my favorite number forever. Mm. And so when my firstborn, Michaela, was born on February 22nd, of course, you could just imagine, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then she was born 1222. Oh, my goodness. Right. So that is my number always has been. And when I played sports when I was younger, that was the jersey number. And then my firstborn again, born on the 22nd at 1222. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Jen. yeah. And so that being the question for 2022 around the, the, you know, your favorite number, I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Do you have a favorite number? I used to. I, I feel like I've outgrown those things. I've outgrown those type <laughs> of childish things. No, um, I used to really be fat. Uh, what, what word am I looking for? Uh, fascinated. Oh, okay, fascinated. And with the number 27. Ah. Yeah, and I was very fascinated with that number because my father was 27 when he had me. And I thought, you know, that was a pretty cool thing for him to do at 27. He wasn't too young and he wasn't too old. And I think he was pretty much ready to have me by the time he was 27. And right. so I did the same thing. I had a child at 27. See, guys, I'm even learning something new. I didn't know that that was the thing. Wow. That's very interesting. I love that story. <laughs> so your dad had you at 27. You had your firstborn at 27. I did. See, and then 22 has something to do with my firstborn. Amazing. Anyways, <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask another question from this book because, you know, it almost seemed too scripted that that would be the question for 2022. And I think this question is a good segue into um, today's episode. So number five, five has been number two that's been showing up a lot for me, but this number says, what is your current state of mind? And I love these questions because not only do we self-reflect and get to share and learn about um, different things concerning each other, but then it puts you in that mode. Okay. What is my current state of mind? 
My current state of mind, Jen, is I am back motivated. I had a mm, very nice. good conversation with my cousin, first cousin, mm-hmm. uh, my dad's brother's only son. Mm. And um, firstborn. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just really motivated again. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I was a little out of it and a little burnt after having mm. COVID. It was like quite traumatizing Mm-hmm. Not because we were so sick, but because it was just a really weird situation to go through. And then with the cancellation of the concert and the band kind of having this weird, awkward, wonky situation going on with not performing, not right. practicing. I, I was just a little burnt, but I had a conversation with my cousin today and he just was like, man, if you don't get back out there and just get this thing done and, and just enjoy yourself, you, you started this, started this because you wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. You're having fun. Go ahead and finish having fun. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And he was like, look, if you need some help, let me know. I got ideas. And he just started throwing ideas at me. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back in the game. I'm motivated. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, that's awesome. No wonder why I heard you playing the bass today. Uh-huh. And it was literally music to my ear. It made me smile because I haven't heard you play in a while. And I said, oh, he's feeling much better. Yeah. You know, so I love that that's your state of mind. And I I feel the same way. I'm really not trying to copycat you, but that's how I feel. Um, I think I have to agree with you for the two weeks we're not a couple that usually just lays down and does nothing. Right. You know, and so when you're forced to do that, which I'm not complaining because the rest was needed, obviously, and we needed to heal. And so we listened to our bodies on that. But when you're not accustomed to that, it's not even for me. It's not that I mean, I felt lazy, but I felt so blah. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, I, I'm not productive. Right, I'm not right. doing anything. I'm just laying here. Like, this is not comfortable. No, it's not. It is, it's so uncomfortable that you realize, like, I didn't do this. And I'll just give you a quick breakdown. I didn't practice today. Mm-hmm. We didn't record the podcast And we today. don't ever cancel shows. Right. That's not our MO. Uh, it's, it's so many of the I didn't do's. And, yeah. and then you just get kind of caught up in the all that stuff. And you're like, oh, I really don't feel like doing anything either. So if I were able to do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a perfect segue into this because... Um, one of our last F episodes, if not the last one in 2021, I think it was for sure. The last one, sorry, I'm just kind of going circles there is we talked about giving and how important that was. And mm-hmm. we said, okay, next episode, we're going to talk about the importance of receiving. And that was when we were down and didn't do our episodes for like three, three, three episodes in a row. We didn't do. So I want to talk about that today. Cause I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. that we learn the gift of receiving. And so um, when I think of receiving, there are different things that people gift you. It could be an actual gift, like a present for your birthday or whatever. Um, people like to give compliments. Uh, they love to give an encouraging word. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love to show you sympathy and give you empathy, give you love, give you graces Give you encouragement to get back on your horse. 
Yeah. <laughs> Give you food because you're down, drop off medicine. So those are the things that we experienced while we were down as well. Yeah. Um. So my question, Corey, is why is it hard for some people to receive? Mm, I think it's hard for some people to receive because it's a little bit overwhelming. Number one. Okay. And it's hard to take something from someone and you haven't did anything for them. Mm. And that's where the overwhelming part comes in. Cause you're like, I can't accept that. I haven't done anything for you. I didn't give you anything. I didn't pay you. I didn't offer you anything. Right. How do like I you just... feel like you have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly where I was, where I was going next is you don't feel like you've earned something to receive. So it, it again, overwhelms people. Right. So for you personally, is it a challenge to receive? What's that like for you? So I don't have a problem with receiving. Mm -hmm. It's not because I just want a whole bunch of things, but I take it in perspective. And I'm always thinking forward thinking in the way of saying, why would someone want to give to me? Mm. And so you're questioning the intent. No, I'm questioning the methodology of someone wanting to bless or give. Mm, okay. And so what does that do for me? I'm always saying, can I give a little bit more? Mm. And if, if I'm giving more then that's why other people want to give. Yeah. If I'm getting a joy and a, and a kick out of giving, then maybe that's what someone else is getting when they're giving. So I, I'm going to be even more open because I know what giving to people does for yes. me it makes me feel great just to give yeah. someone something you know you see someone in in a line and then you say well i'm gonna just pay for their meal or i'm gonna give them a couple of bucks for their mm -hmm. their drink or whatever it feels great to do that so i don't want to take that away from someone when they want to do that for me sure man you totally went to my next question i agree with you completely because that was going to be the question can you be a receiver and not be a giver or vice versa. And I agree with you. I think those two go hand in hand. Oh yeah. Um, but to the original question, why is it hard for some people to receive? And, and I'm going to ask the listener now, you know, right now where you're at, are you someone who's able to receive and ask yourself, why is it difficult for me to receive? If that is one of your challenges, um, I, Love what you said, Corey, about it, it being overwhelming. What I, um, my thoughts were, I would imagine, because I was not good at receiving years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And everyone who knows me says, oh, Jen's such a giver. And I'm going to explain this because I, yes, I thought I was a giver, but there was an ulterior motive. There was this reason for me to give and it wasn't the right reason to give right uh -huh. so yeah so we'll talk about that but i think that when i was not able to receive so if someone threw me it was so um and sometimes i find myself slipping and i'll do this like someone compliments a blouse and i say oh this old thing or oh i got this for on clearance and then i stop and thought why am I even saying all that? Like a simple thank you. Right. You know, would just have been the best thing to say there. Um, but I think it's a matter of feeling unsafe. And then there's the misperceptions of I'm not worthy to receive this. Mm. 
So again, feeling unsafe. And for me, what I mean by unsafe is if you experience certain certain things in your life. And so your response, one of your responses in life is to want to be in control. It is so much more controlling to be a giver because I don't need to open up and be vulnerable because I'm the one giving you. It gives me that upper hand almost. And I'm talking about past life. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, that's what I was thinking. Like I was giving to make myself feel better. I was giving to make me feel like I had some form of control because there were a lot of times in my life when I didn't. And so that's how that showed up for me. Right. So then receiving was hard because back to what you were saying, I wasn't a true giver. So if you're not a true giver and you're really just giving for the joy of giving, and there is such a thing and there is an amazing joy without expecting anything in return and just to do. So when you've experienced that kind of giving, you can receive because now because you know what type of giver you are, which is a true giver, there's nothing, there's no strings attached to that gift. Right. And I believe that to be truly grateful and to be thankful for whatever it is that you're receiving from that person is a form of giving as well. So there's even giving in the action of receiving. Yeah. Yeah. I I like to tell a a quick little story about um, a wonderful teacher that, that helped me to be able to receive and understand the, the the reason and the rationale for receiving. Fourth grade, um, I had a wonderful experience with my fourth grade teacher. His name was Jim Geiger, and I'm saying his name because I know Mr. Geiger has probably passed away by oh. now. And he was a he was an older guy then, and so that was you know fourth grade, and mm-hmm. you can just imagine how many years ago that was for me. Um, but Mr. Geiger, he just said things that just stuck with you. Like mm. he, he said, and he, he always called his uh, students soldiers because he was a ex-military. Okay. And so he would just say things like, soldier, if you don't know the answer, it's okay to say, I don't know. Yes. And, and so I just thought to myself like, wow, I can honestly say I don't know and not be looked at crazy because I really don't know the right. answer. Right. You know, and then he would do things like he would come into the classroom first thing in the morning and just put things on our desk. And uh, the kids would just be looking at him like, whoa, why Mm. why did you just put a piece of candy on our desk first thing in the morning? Nobody's ever done that, you know. And he's like, that's where you say thank you. And that's Mm. all you have to say. And it's like the simple things in life are being taught to fourth graders to be able to understand on how to act and react when someone says something or does something, whether you understand it or not. And sometimes just saying thank you to, for a piece of candy is enough for the rest of the day enough for the rest of whatever you got going on for that moment. So I, I learned a lot from this man. Just wanted to share that with you. Nice story. That's some. That's a story I haven't heard. And his name again was Geiger. Jim Geiger. Jim Geiger. Thank God for Jim. All right. Yeah. And I love that he taught kids simple thank you. Yeah. Is enough. I love that. So a phrase that came to my mind is um, I was writing some notes on this is releasing to receive or release to receive. There has to be a release. If you're not a natural receiver and that's a challenge for you, 
you don't think you're worthy or you feel like you're burdened when someone does something for you. I believe that there are things that need to be released, whether it be a form of control, whether it be hurt that you've experienced, or maybe you had a bad experience with someone when they said they were giving you something, but it really wasn't in the true joy of giving. So there was something tied to that. And so you're holding on to that. And I just feel like there's a lot you're missing out on when you're not able to receive what people, you know, send your way. So release to receive. And I I also believe that gratitude is a form of giving. So that's why that thank you is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not in the habit of saying thank you, some of the things I've learned is look for things to be thankful for and learn to uh, verbalize that. So if someone smiles at me and says, good morning, I've had times when I've said, thank you so much for smiling. Like I was having a bad day and you just totally cheered me up. So thank you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anyone, you know, you know, that's what we're talking about. When I think about elevating, we have one too many conversations or we're very, um, exclusive to just to everyone that we don't know we're not gonna spend time and energy on you but i'm just encouraging us to make those connections even with a simple thank you right yeah i think there's fulfillment in that so i'm quiet because i'm i'm really uh being pensive and and thinking about how that works in my life for mm. you know and like i said i just had a conversation with a cousin that i thanked greatly for motivating me again and and his response was that's what i'm here for and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay so let's let's you know it's it's there's a there's a saying that a lot of people are doing now they're like let's go you know yeah and so that's what (laughs) that's what i was feeling inside like let's go i'm ready i'm pumped up i'm ready to do this and then i was like man thank you again and he said, hey, man, like I said, that's what I'm here for. So that's what we're trying to be here for, for our listeners and for you that are are tuning in on a regular basis. We, we want to be there for you to make you feel pumped up. And when you feel like saying, let's go, <laughs> we want to be right there like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know us to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day